Welcome back to another episode of Two Average Husbands. I'm your host, Jake. I'm your host, Kyle. Welcome back, everybody. Excited to be here. It's Wednesday. I need a fucking drink. Perfect. What are you drinking today, Jake? So this week, I have Marlowe Artisan Ales, and it's their Blackout Jinx, which is a stout that's brewed with honey and maple syrup, which sounds fucking amazing to me right now. So we're just going to roll with it. That does sound pretty good. I, how, you, how about you? What do you got? Posted all of my beers that I bought at Total Wine on Instagram, but the two that I'm doing this week, well, I'll just go with the one for now, but I'm doing Coronado Brewing Company. Let's get that to focus. Orange Ave Wit, whatever that means. But it is a wheat beer brewed with honey and spices, so we both have honey. Neato. We do. A huge honey guy, so Big very honey. excited. So, uh, Wit Beer... It's a Belgian-style beer that uses unmalted wheat. So it's Blue Moon? No, because Blue Moon, most wheat beers use malted wheat. Different. Ooh, this is pungent. Like good pungent or like... Like it smells good to me, but it's very uh, weedy, I guess, for lack of a better term. I picked a good one. First sip, already can tell. But... Kyle, I've had a shitty week so far, and it's only going to get worse, so why don't That's you start off the topics this week? It's also sad. Um, first of all, before we get into it, if anybody hasn't seen on Twitter yet, I need everyone to go take a look at our Twitter, at number two ABG Husbands, and talk shit about Jake's terrible fantasy draft. Uh, because he won the league last year, he still gets the one-on-one, and I just want somebody to talk shit to him instead of saying that my team sucks, which is the only response we've gotten so far. Yeah, because your <laughs> team, uh, I won't say your team sucks, but I def- I had, the draft fell the way that I wanted to, wanted it to in a lot of ways, um, so I really don't have any complaints. Um, my biggest complaint was that I ever let Justin Jefferson go, and I couldn't be patient for one more week, because I would have an even better lineup. To be completely honest, the way that I drafted ended up being very uh, based off of the fact that I had Justin Jefferson already sitting there in a oh, late yeah. round. Because I could go... I ended up going running back, running back, even though I had also kept David Montgomery. So originally I was going to go whatever good running back fell to me and then take Travis Kelsey, but Kelsey didn't fall to me, so I ended up taking Zeke and Chubb, which I'm still actually really happy with. Some people don't think Zeke's going to be good this year. I think that is I, incorrect. I think he's Zeke was good last year. With, Zeke yeah, was good and last got year and back, had a so. down year. Like, he was <clears throat> running back six with a, a down season. I'm not... I yeah. think Zeke's going to be great this year uh, coming back. So I'm actually really excited about my team, especially uh, compared to the same league last year. Oh, yeah, where your team's I had so much better than last year. a pretty shit team, and I ended up second to last in the league, and I've gotten better at drafting now, I think, and I think I did a pretty good job given what I had. So uh, pretty excited about that. Everybody go on Twitter. Uh, follow us anyway. Uh, follow us on Instagram, same handle, and then talk shit to Jake about how he sucks at drafting. You know what? That's fair. Um, anyways. But on that note, <laughs> I can roll right into my first topic because it's related. I want to talk about the NFL's policy on COVID this year because I think it's important and it could have a huge impact on the game. You're already starting to see some of the players tweet out about it. So I'm going to read the headline here from the NFL it's just an NFL news uh, article but it's the NFL informs clubs that COVID-19 outbreaks among unvaccinated players could lead to forfeited games so basically what's going to happen now the infected team if it's among unvac or if it's caused or among unvaccinated players they will forfeit the game take a loss and they will also face financial penalties 
essentially meaning that the players on both teams are not going to get paid. Mm-hmm. So well, first no, of all, it's, um, <clears throat> that last thing you said, I don't believe is true. I think the way that I read it was that any player who is vaccinated will still receive their per game bonuses, but any players who are not vaccinated will not. So okay. that's, we'll that's, see. that's how I read is... it. I haven't read the policy in full, um, but Hey, uh, by the way, your wife commented on our tweet and said I suck at drafting. So if Fuck anybody, at least one person said it, you know. Glad she's got my back. Thanks, wife. Um, but also, I'm looking at the article. It's from the 22nd of this month, and it is a direct quote saying both uh, our players on both teams won't get paid. So like you said, there's, this is still kind of breaking out. I, it, obviously, with the season not even starting yet, I'm sure this policy is going to be uh, at, you know, altered in some way, shape, or form prior to the start of the season. They'll kind of you know, delve out what the actual rules are going to be for each team and how it's going to affect the players. But I just want to know your opinion on this policy versus last year's policy, which for those that don't know, was essentially, hey, if a COVID case occurs on a team, we isolate that person and it could potentially, depending on the number of players affected, could cause them to reschedule the game, but it did not result in a forfeiture or a loss of pay last year. Yeah, I mean... I don't think the the NFL handled it as well as they could have last year, um, but I do have to give them props. I do think that the way that they are handling it this year is good. Honestly, I think you should. You know, it, it's no different than any other employer out there who has the ability to mandate that employees get vaccinated. You know, and they're giving players the option to stay unvaccinated, but you are taking the risk of, you know, financial losses. You are taking the risk of. You know, causing your team to to forfeit games. Um, I, I, you know, I think that at this point, you know, we know most of what the vaccine is going to do to pretty much all of us, and it's one of you know, it's been as much as people want to say it's not a studied vaccine. Blah 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 blah. blah. It's studied more than half the medicines that are out there on the market right now for people to take. We know the risks, and the risks outweigh you know the potential harm that COVID has caused to many, many people that are out there. And I think that it should be, you know, if anybody should be getting vaccinated, it's the people who have a platform to share the benefits of vaccination at this point. Um, You know, you're kind of, you know, maybe I'm having a bad day because it's, it hasn't officially been announced, but it's basically been announced that we're going to have to start wearing masks at my work again um, because of, the new CDC recommendations, which are occurring because people aren't getting vaccinated. So it's funny that you'd say that because the memo very similar to that also came out for us today. It hasn't been also still hasn't been officially released. The policy hasn't officially been changed, but I'm willing to bet either tomorrow or sometime later this week, we're going to get an official change in policy for my, my work as well. Yeah. It hasn't been officially made for us either, but we've been told it's a very good chance. And we have an event that we're running tomorrow that we have already had to reach out to everybody who's attending and tell them that you have to do masks again. Um, But I I just think there's nothing wrong with an employer or a corporation mandating this amongst their employees. Colleges all across the country, high schools all across the country have always had vaccination requirements for their students. Why should we treat professional athletes any different? I have to submit them for work, for just my job. So what's wrong with making them do it? That being said, I do think the fines could maybe be a bit excessive just because it seems like the same violation could lead to like six or seven fines, which I do think is maybe a bit extreme. Um, I, I think 
you know, we're seeing people who were more and more people who were skeptical of the vaccine are starting to get it. Um, one notable name in the NFL is Sam Darnold. Um, he was against, I don't want to say against the vaccine, but he was uh, originally asked about receiving the vaccine and was said, you know, it's, it's a medical decision that he's still working on making. Um, and it's come out that he's uh, at least gotten his first shot. And I believe as of Friday will be fully vaccinated. So we are seeing some more people um, get to that point of being vaccinated, which is good for the NFL. Um, I don't anticipate it being too big of a problem, but as we're seeing with this Delta variant, anything could happen. So I don't blame the NFL yeah. for trying to mitigate as much risk as possible. And, you know, people want to knock the vaccine and we don't know the long-term side effects. We don't know the long-term side effects of COVID either. We have people, but we kind of do. We have people who are a year and a half removed from having it who still can't taste, who still can't smell, who still have True. myocarditis and enlarged hearts who still have breathing problems, who still yeah. have oxygen problems. Like we know what the, the actual illness does to people. I just and saw a pretty interesting tweet. I think it was yesterday or maybe even today uh, of a picture of lungs side by side of COVID with somebody yeah. that's unvaccinated versus somebody that it, that is vaccinated. And it's pretty incredible the difference in just the way that it has impacted lungs, which I'm sure that's based on what we know now it is, it hits people differently. Like your symptoms aren't always the same from person to person with COVID, but still like if I think it's, generically applicable if you have the the symptoms of having lung congestion and lung issues related to covid that if you're vaccinated it is proven now to some extent that the that you are mitigating at least some of that um some of those symptoms if you're vaccinated yeah it's i don't know man i think the nfl is completely within their right to do what they do um we we, we now know that vaccine mandates are constitutionally allowed that's been kind of proven by the courts at this point um and to be to be completely fair i do understand some hesitation with some people with the vaccine you know the way people of color have been treated by our government in the past especially when it comes to vaccines it hasn't always been great so i can understand some hesitancy from from certain groups of people but that being said we have to look at the big picture here and this is not going away. It's very clear that shit is getting worse again. You know, the, um, it just came out today, the Washington Nationals, the, the professional baseball team, they had 12 uh, players and staff test positive for COVID today. 11 of those 12 were fully vaccinated. So that means yeah. that 12th person <clears throat> wasn't vaccinated, got the Delta variant, and yep. brought it and infected every you know every single one of those people. Now they're That's having to postpone games, and they're totally having totally to, true. It's not it, it's not necessarily true, but there's a like on paper that's how it's. There's seems. a more statistical chance of that being the cause than than the other way around. But it, you can still be a transmitter of COVID with the vaccine. So right. that's not necessarily 100% true, just to be transparent on that. We're not doctors. We've gone over this. <laughs> um, doctors. But I do agree with you, though, because I think it's, it's interesting because I, I had this conversation earlier today with somebody and, uh, you know, the enforcement of this is is going to be unique to, from business to business. And I, I don't think that necessarily a state or the federal government is going to mandate that everybody gets vaccines, but I, I do believe yeah. that the federal government will mandate it for federal employees. And I do believe that, that most... That was just announced, no? Or was just rumored? It hasn't yet. That it's rumored that Joe Biden is going to do that. But the on the other flip side of that, so... With state government employees, I think it's going to depend, be very state-dependent just because mm -hmm. of uh, who's currently in charge of each individual state and the political differences there. And I think we're going to see some slow uh, adaptation of the same policy that the federal government is doing. But 
at the end of the day, individual businesses can pretty much do whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to you know refusing patrons, and maybe we're going to end up seeing some more court cases about this and refuting this, and who knows? But at the, at you know, at the lowest level, I think schools, and I think, or I guess maybe at the biggest level is a better way to put it. But I think schools and the DOD are definitely going to do this, and they're going to mandate the vaccine. And so I think a lot of the states will too. So people that are having a hard time, you know, saying like, well, I'm not going to get the vaccine and I don't want to deal with, uh, (laughs) yes, Ryan, that's totally true. Uh, But I think that you're going to see a rise in mandates, whether people like it or not. And people that are refusing the vaccine are going to start to see a lot of restrictions on what what they're able to do. Uh, and especially travel international travel is the biggest one that i like to point out because i think it's funny where people are like you know i have my individual rights and freedoms as an american to refuse the vaccine and it's like yeah you you do right now have those those rights to do that however any country can refuse you entry guess what the state of hawaii is refusing you entry right now so even within the united states you're already seeing things like that happen hawaii i think might be the only one that i specifically know that it's the only is, state that I know of. And that's technically that's not totally true either because you can still att- go to the, the state if you're unvaccinated, but you have to jump through a lot of hoops just to get there. And so I think it's it's an interesting concept that people think that eventually they're like this isn't going to end up impacting their ability to go do things. Businesses are going to tell you to get vaccinated. Sporting events are going to tell you that you need to get vaccinated in order to show up to these events. Like There's a lot of things that are going to happen. Uh, that are going to affect people on an individual basis. And I, I just don't think people are wrapping their heads around that. And so I agree with you. I think the NFL, A, is well within the rights to do this. I think the financial punishments of this are probably um, a little too much. And I, I and I bring that up to say that uh, players are already starting to call out this too. And the probably the biggest player right now to really stand out against this right now is DeAndre Hopkins. And so you see him saying, and I'll just read the tweet, but he said, never thought I would say this, but being put in a position to hurt my team because I don't want to partake in the vaccine is making me question my future in the NFL. Mm. Right? So you're, you're seeing players that are, are struggling oh, to, yeah. to get on board with this too. And although I, I, don't, disagree, or I don't agree with what they're, what they're doing, like I think they should go get vaccinated. I think it is going to impact the game with the new policy more so than it did last year because they yeah. were much more willing to work around it. They didn't really understand the virus. They didn't know what they were really going to do about it. But now you're going to see an enforcement on the side of the NFL where it's like, nope, we're not having this shit. Your game's canceled. You have a loss. Pay up. And yeah, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to impact the game for sure because you're already seeing it in training camp. Yeah. Uh, I think, God, who was it? Um, Gus Edwards tested, uh, tested, tested positive, positive for COVID yesterday, I believe. L- Lamar was a breakthrough case, <clears> and he'd had it previously. He tested positive last season. Kadarius Toney just came off of the COVID list. He just <clears> cleared <throat> protocols. So, so, yeah, it's like you're saying, it's already affecting the game. It's already affecting – the players, you know, and I, you see it all the time in, in the analysis of the NFL too. Like we're giving a lot of players breaks from last season. We're assuming that COVID caused, you know, downturns in performance. A lot of people are saying that's what was the issue with Zeke and with Cam yeah. and with, with other players, like with all these players who, um, you know, got COVID. Which is and, completely logical. I mean, oh yeah. it, it absolutely all- affects your, just your lung capacity in general, which is going to affect your ability to run, obviously. So, yeah, I don't, I, I think you said it best when you, you know, you kind of talked about, you know, there, there's a player reluctancy um, and, and maybe that gets better. Maybe that doesn't. But regardless, I think the NFL is handling it the best that they can. I don't think the only thing that I would say the NFL probably needs to change is I do think the NFL should change the rules, which I believe they're looking into it on the testing requirements for vaccinated players. I think the way that the policy is right now, they only get tested every two weeks. And I do think they should increase the frequency of that, especially because we do know now that vaccinated players can be transmitters. 
So I yeah. do think it's worth testing players more frequently. Um, but besides sure. that, when it comes to like, if an unvaccinated player causes an outbreak of 30, 40 people on a team, they 1000% should be forfeiting that game. We called, I called for the Ravens to be forfeiting games last year when they had an outbreak. Like, I don't think that's yeah, really, the, the big it's problem is you're putting the burden of the, the burden of work onto the NFL as an organization to try to have to fucking completely redo their schedule around you because you chose not to get the vaccine. Yeah. When instead they can just be like, nah, fuck that. Your team forfeits the game. I'm not dealing with this crap anymore. Yeah. Either get vaccinated or you're going to impact your team, which is what DeAndre Hopkins is directly, you know, arguing against. But at the same time, it's like, dude, I don't, I don't know that you understand how it's going to affect you as a player if you get COVID versus the vaccine, which is exactly yeah. what you were just saying. So I'm not sure where this is going to go, but I think it is a hot take on, on behalf of the NFL to go, nah, dude, pay up. Your yeah. game's forfeited. We're not dealing with this crap. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, the way that it is, it's the way that it is. And that's, I mean, there's, there's no other way to say it. Like it's the rules are the rules. Um, and it, Travis, exactly. You know, Travis just uh, shared in the chat here that he cares more <laughs> about fantasy leagues getting destroyed by picks, potentially getting COVID. That's something that I have 1000% considered in drafts at this point. You've we've what, seen trying it. to see the vaccination status of players and make your yeah. picks based on that. that. I mean, that's a valid thing to have to think about Cole, when you're drafting this year. When Cole Beasley started talking about not getting vaccinated, he was the first one to really speak out against it. When he started talking about not getting vaccinated, when he started talking about um, how like he's going to live his life the way that he wants, and if that forced him to retire, he's going to retire, his average draft position dropped like 45 points. Like, yeah. like 45 players started being drafted ahead of this guy who did have a very productive season last year simply because of these comments. So like the fantasy world is already seeing the implications of this. The NFL is going to see the implications of it. Obviously it remains to be seen if we're going to have any cancellations this upcoming year, but I'll tell you what, if there is a team that has an outbreak, I'll be the first person on Twitter saying they should forfeit. I'll put it that way. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like you can, you could call them out last year and it didn't mean anything this year. It's happening. Yeah. So are we only drafting vaccinated players? No. Uh, I honestly, I have no idea where you'd even look, frankly, other than people that are public about being not vaccinated. I don't know where you would go to look to see if people are vaccinated or not. I yeah, don't think you, that that's public can. knowledge, so yeah. it would be hard to do that. But. So the only way that you can kind of do it is um, if players are wearing their wristbands during practice, um, the uh, some teams, actually it might be the entire NFL, um, players have to wear different colored wristbands um, if they are not vaccinated. So that Interesting. It's completely legal i did um, not know that it, they only have from my understanding they don't have to wear them during practice they only have to wear them inside the facilities hmm. um but we've already um like Najee harris he was he was seen wearing a different colored wristband so they now people know he's unvaccinated and uh sam darnold was wearing a pink wristband which i guess means he's vaccinated but not fully vaccinated he hasn't received the second or he has received the second shot but isn't within the the time frame yeah i'm gonna have so, to look at this because i did not know this was a thing yeah this is news to me yeah so not I know Najee um, was a big one. Uh, like I said, th there's an article on ESPN about it. Um, if you just, it was right on their, their front page for me about Darnold. But um, yeah, man, it's, it'll be interesting to see how this season plays out. I'm I, as hundred percent transparency here. I pray that not a single person in the NFL gets COVID vaccinated or not. Like I'm not wishing this illness on my worst enemy. Yeah, sure. And I just wish that people would get vaccinated because we've seen how much that limits the symptoms of the people who are breakthrough cases. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, we just want people to be healthy, but it is going to impact, you know, 
obviously as football fans, it is going to be impactful for all of us as fans just because people are unwilling to go do it, which is frustrating for us as, as people that are pro vaccination uh, to have to go, are you, you know, are you kidding me? Like my, especially if it's like your team, like I'm a Dallas fan and if Dallas sacrifices a game because somebody didn't want to get vaccinated. I'm going to be pissed. So it's at the end of the day, I do agree with honestly, the NFL's policy. I think it's a no nonsense policy and they're just putting the burden on the player. Now either they're like, we're not, we're not dealing with the crap. It's on you make your decision. And I think that's a fair policy and a fair stance to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all yeah. I got, man. I just wanted to hear your, your, uh, your opinions on this. Yeah, man. Like I said, I maybe it was pretty big news. So. It definitely was, you know, it's, it's caused a lot of controversy within the NFL too. We've seen a lot of players speaking out recently, um, for, <clears throat> for better or for worse, but yeah, man, obviously it's, it's, a, it's something that we're going to end up talking about probably throughout the season as we, as we see how things break down. 100%, so, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Solid topic. All right. On to my topic. A little, little more lighthearted than Kyle's. Uh, like I said, I've had kind of a shitty week, so uh, trying to keep it a little light. I wanted to do a movie draft with you. So okay. we are going... So if, regardless of whether this is your favorite movie or not, if one person says it, the other person cannot say it. But I want us to pick a, a comedy, a horror film, an action film, a chick flick and an animated film that we think are the best like fi- the best of those genres that we would show one of our friends. What was the last one? Uh, animated. Animated. And if you could think of any other big <clears throat> genres, we can throw those in there too. Um, no. That's probably good enough. I don't I don't think I have anything to add to that. All right. So, uh, I I will give you the honors of first pick. You don't have to pick them in any specific order. Um, but it has to be one drama, comedy, okay. action, chick flick. Probably should have made this note before, uh, and then animated. Oh, and horror. So there should be six. Drama, comedy, action, chick flick, animated, and horror. I feel like um, you might disagree with me on the category of this movie, but I have to draft this because I have – it. it, it it's the ultimate draft pick. I'm taking Mean Girls, but I'm going to call it a chick flick, and I'm willing to let you debate me on that. I would probably call it a comedy a little bit more than a chick flick. And I knew that's where you were going to go. But I guess I rom- think it's a chick flick. I, I don't know if it is. I, w- I would we, – we might have to get the wives on the episode one time and debate whether or not Mean Girls is a chick I'll flick. Let, but... I'll let Jake take his pick. And in the comments, if you, if you want to help us debate this since there's a, some interaction here – Let's uh let's see what your opinions are. Is Mean Girls a chick flick or a comedy? So I can figure out what category I'm drafting for. But no matter what, I'm taking the movie. It's it's a draft pick for sure. No, that's a that's probably a goaded draft pick. My first draft pick is also a chick flick, and it's The Notebook because The Notebook <laughs> fucking slaps, and I don't care what anybody says about it. I've probably read every Nicholas Sparks book. I've seen every Nicholas Sparks movie, and I never get tired of rewatching or rereading them. So if you got a problem with that. I would say fight me, but like stand six feet away. Obviously, like we're, we're back to social distancing a little bit. So, you know, maybe fight me later, but chick fight flicks. Me, but wear a mask. Yeah. Chick flicks are goaded. The notebook, that's my chick flick. That's my 101 of chick flicks, and that's where I'm taking it. Okay. Technically, you're the 102, but I'll accept. My 101 <laughs> overall 102. All right. Um, I'm going to take out the next easy category for me because I don't like the genre. So, oh. Let's go. 
We got one comment in support of me as a chick flick, so we'll see if anybody else chimes in, but it looks like I'm winning one to nothing right now in the voting system. Um, I'm not going to say that that person's biased. Definitely not a biased voter there. Definitely, definitely. not biased at all. Zero yeah. bias. Uh, but the next one for me is going to be the original Saw movie for my horror category. Okay. Because I don't like horror movies, but I have seen all of those, and it's one of the few ones uh, that I've liked. So I'm going with Saw. That is my pick. I am going to make my comedy pick. And this may be controversial, but Talladega Nights, Ballad of Ricky Bobby is the movie. If somebody tells me they want to watch a funny movie, that is where my brain goes. And I will be drafting that movie. Shake and bake. Deal with it. So because I now have two votes in my favor, I'm just going to assume that that's my chick flick and I'm going to move on to my comedy pick as well. And this one's actually tough for me because when I think about comedies, I'm gonna, I, I go, I have to think about the ones that I go to and what I think of when uh, comedy comes up. And oh my god, I just thought of a third, which makes this even harder. And I think I have to go with the one that I just thought of because I absolutely love the movie. So for my comedy pick, I'm gonna go with Grandma's Boy. Yeah. My runner-up selections, the other ones that I had was. Uh, the Hangover and Ted because I think the first time I saw both of those movies it might be the hardest I've ever laughed at a movie in my life so it's really hard for me to not to pick those but the one that I repetitively go back to is definitely Grandma's Boy so I'm taking Grandma's Boy for my comedy pick The Hangover was my was my backup for Talladega Nights in case that one somehow got drafted but yeah you know what I, I guess that we'll uh, we'll give you you know two people you. in the chat Thank you. Thank are uh, on your side with chick flicks so we will give that one to you um, for me the next pick that I'm going to make, I'm going to go action. Um, and I guess when it comes to action, it, your definition on this could vary. We could probably add a separate one like action and then like a war movie category, which yeah. if you want to do that, we can and I can change this up. I think it might be worth adding the second category. I think I have to add another category as well because and okay. I think you'll agree with me after I say it. But first, I'm going to say war movie is a valid category. I'll agree with you. I almost said that earlier, but I was just going to let it fly as action. But if you're going to delineate, I will agree. I was thinking and The other one that I think we need to add is fantasy or whatever category you want to call this. And I'll give you some examples, but I don't really want to because they're probably going to be my yeah, picks. Yeah, I was going to say, give me bad examples. So I'll give you um, Harry Potter. Right, um, okay, yeah as a, an example of a, it's not an action movie. It's not a comedy. It is a fantasy. Right. However you, you want to categorize it. I think that's probably a, a valid term for the category. Okay. 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 Yeah. I like that. So, uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to jump right into fantasy then because I'm going to put my fantasy movie in here. Um, I'm going to say that Harry Potter as a whole is exempt from this list. I think we all would show that's fine people the harry potter movies if we were, wanted to watch a fantasy movie so i am going to say my fantasy movie is avatar okay i think that is a very <clears throat> underrated movie it was the highest grossing movie of all time for a string of time there i don't know if it, it actually might still hold the record to this it day i don't know if might. it does at but one point in time i know that um one of the marvel movies took over i can't yeah. remember if it was i think infinity uh, war it might have been Infinity War. I can't remember which one specifically. I know one took over as the highest grossing of all time, but I think um, Avatar re-released with like higher def or some shit, and then I think they took back over. I could be yeah. wrong. Yeah, so Avatar currently holds it. Uh, Avengers Endgame um, actually is in second, and then Titanic is third. And but, so... Yeah, Avatar, wild, wildly underrated movie. People made too many jokes about mm -hmm. it when it came out about like blue people and all this shit. But if you actually watch the movie, it's so good. I did 
appreciate it a lot when it first came out. It definitely wouldn't be my cate- uh, my number one in this category. But I think it's interesting that you said that for fantasy and not animated, because I would probably would take that as an argument as well. I can see um, that. But when I my, also, when I I'm think... guessing you're thinking like full animation, which is yeah. fine with me too. Yeah, when I think animated, I think more of like, it's maybe a bad sign that my brain goes here, but more of like, um, uh, like <laughs> Disney movies, like, you know, that kind of genre. Not to give too many hints about where my pick for animated is going, but... Man, that was a hot take for a second from the wife there. I was like, where is she going with this? And then I saw the parentheses. I was like, oh, man. (laughs) Hot take. All right. uh, And this is another one where I would almost let you debate with me, but I'm not going to let you. I'm just telling you this is my pick and you can deal with it. My fantasy is Rogue One. Okay. And 100%, that's my pick. So I I can see that, yeah. I can see where you might try to argue a different category. I'm taking it get over it i figured you would go star wars so i didn't want to also go star wars with a different star wars movie That's but fair. um i figured i should you know in the separate. comments they mentioned by the way avatars dances with wolves in space but it's also the same plotline as pocahontas so you could pick a number of different ones on this but avatar stole their plotline for sure and just edited the characters hey hey that's okay we allow for that in this uh, day and age highest grossing movie of all time anyways um the best war movie of all time is saving private ryan and you can never possibly convince me otherwise Uh, i think that's fair that would probably be typically my pick until my next pick fury came out which i think now fury is at the top of my list but if i could actually pick like a series i would say band of brothers rather than fury because i think band of brothers is just so fucking good it's that truly that is something that probably I would say over half of our listeners haven't watched, and they Anna all. Brothers. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I talk to I talk about it all the time with so many people, and nobody has any clue what I'm talking about, and I'm always like just so disappointed in the person that I'm talking to. Yeah, I, that surprises me that that's even a possibility. I feel like most people have probably seen it. I would. Um, I'm trying to. It's not. I'm blanking on the name. There's another series that I can't think of right now. That's really bothering me that I can't think of it, but it's um, there's another one, an HBO series that's war based that I think a lot of less people have seen. I, know I keep wanting to say about. Destination Kill, no, but that's not what it is. It's Generation Kill. I think that's not even what I was thinking of. The Pacific is what I was thinking of. Yeah, Generation Kill is another super popular one. Not as good as Band of Brothers, but it's also pretty good. I've I've never seen that, so maybe I'll have to check that out. Yeah, you should. All right, but Fury's my pick for war. And you should have action and animated left, same as me, I believe. I have drama, action, animated, and horror. Oh, drama. I don't have a drama category. All right. Shit, man. Where do I go here? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go horror next, and I'm going to pick my personal favorite horror movie of all time, which is the original Insidious. And I say that because okay. I don't I don't necessarily think it's the best horror movie of, that's ever been made, though it is definitely up there. But it is the horror movie that got me into the genre as a whole. And I think for that reason, and I know a lot of other people who are the same way, where that movie is the reason they love horror movies. So I'm going to put Insidious as my horror pick. I just, I truly don't like the gender, or the gender, the gender. genre, because I am a pansy when it comes to scary movies honestly that's the 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 bottom line i just hate scary movies i don't like i don't know how people enjoy being terrified i don't it's not an enjoyable sensation for me it's like the adrenaline rush that you get it's just go ride a roller coaster or something man i don't want to be terrified by like murder (laughs) it's 
to go ride know. a roller coaster for me is like a two-hour car ride. It's not worth it. I'll, it I'll is, sit through a two-hour movie for me too. before I sit through a two-hour car ride. And then waiting an hour in line, <laughs> fuck that. I'll watch a movie. Man, I'm not going to lie. I have to really think about the next three categories because I don't have anything good for any of them. And this is going to be tough. Animated might be the toughest for me just because I don't really watch animated movies. I watch way too many animated movies to be a 26-year-old adult male. That's fair. I'm trying to think, though, of, like, action. What is something that I go back to all the time? I really hope you don't take my action one. Well, there's only one that keeps coming back to mind for me, and it's... Honestly, it's it's probably not my favorite, but it's the only one I can think of right offhand. So I'm just gonna go with it, and I'm gonna go with the Dark Knight. Okay. And that'll be my pick. So next for me, I'm going to make a uh, a specification here. I don't know if that's the right term. <clears throat> when I think action, if you like, if you Google best action movies of all time, like. Black Panther, the Avengers, like the Marvel movies come up. Those to me are more in the fantasy realm than Agreed. anything. So I'm going to think more of like the traditional action realm. And for me, it's the original John Wick. Like the first, oh, one, the first John pick. Wick. I, I, don't, I don't think that there is a better action movie out there. Close second for me, though, was the original Taken, which was also, <laughs> I think, one of the more you underrated. You made the better pick for sure. Yeah, I but did. Taken I, was good. Taken was very good. But John Wick, I don't know if you can beat that original. Even just the first movie itself, like they could have ended it there, and it would have been one of the greatest action films of all time. And then they made a couple more that were equally as good. Fun fact: I didn't watch the first John, well, any of the John Wicks until 2020. I it was 2021. I watched them like two months ago. Uh, that was the first time I ever saw them. I gotta look here at a list as well for some of these other categories and just see if anything jumps off the page as me because I am gonna struggle with these next two categories for sure. Mostly because I, I'm trying to think of how I even like would define necessarily the the drama genre. Oh yes, Kyle pointed out in the chat. Um, he's actually dropped a few different movies here. So for horror, he said House of a Thousand Corpses, um, which is a great movie. Kyle probably hasn't watched it because, like he said, he's a pussy. I have never um, seen that. I am a pansy about scary movies. It is a great scary movie. Uh, probably Full Metal Jacket I, is fantastic, which he also mentioned. Yes, Full Metal Jacket. <clears throat> it's That's the movie that like I think of being bad in the terms of like growing up. It was like the one movie my parents wouldn't let me watch. Like, I could watch anything else that we had, but Full Metal Jacket was off limits. And then for action, he, he dropped The Matrix on us, which I think is also another go-to pick. I would pick. throw that into fantasy, personally, but that yes, agreed. I can see that. Fantastic movie. Carly Carly dropped Beauty and the Beast in the chat as well. She wants that to be um, my animated pick, I'm sure, but I, I can't in good consciousness say that that is anywhere close to my favorite. I have probably seen it more times than anything else because of her, but that might be the... Uh, only one. Ooh, this is good. This is a pretty good list. I'm just looking at the drama uh, picks, and there are some pretty good ones on this list that I have definitely seen. And I think... Oh, shit. I'm going to forget what it's called now. One, a different one just came to mind. Now i got to think of what it was. Uh, shit. Okay, hold on. Give me a second. I guess this, too, also... Like, a lot of these movie categories are very broad. Like, I think it depends on what you define as drama. i got to just, like... If you Give look up Rotten Tomatoes list, like, 
oh damn it the marvel movies are on here like the godfather's on here like there's just some movies in here that i wouldn't necessarily consider to be drama personally but dude i'm just gonna describe this movie to you because i can't think of the fucking name of it i'm sure you'll be able to help me but it's a christian bale movie where he is the one that predicts the downfall of the the housing market here um predicts that the when the bubble is gonna burst uh, the big short there we go that's yes. my drama that's yeah that's a very very solid pick there um for me uh, my next pick is going to be animated movies and it is going to be the greatest animated movie of all time which is the lion king fight me on it if you must i know there are disney people out there who will disagree with me and they'll say that X movie or Y movie is better, but Lion King is the goat of goats when it comes to animated movies. Thank you very much. There's a good chance I'm going to look at this and not know a majority the uh, majority of these animated movies. Oh, just kidding. I got it. This is easily my top. How to Train Your Dragon. That's my top animated yeah. movie of all time. That very solid pick there. That's a, that's a good one. Probably one that I underestimated if I'm being... Okay, uh, Carly wants to know if you saw the live action of The Lion King and if you liked it. I actually have not, so I will check that out. Not tonight, probably, because Jess probably isn't going to want to watch it with me, but um, I will definitely throw one have more, to check that out. I'm going to throw you a surprise category, too, because I think that was my last pick, right? So you should have one more pick. Yes, I have one last pick here. Um, it is my drama category, and I'm between a couple movies here, so give me a brief second. I'm trying to decide which route I want to go with drama because my brain goes a couple different places here. Uh, oh, shit. I got the hot take here while you're thinking of your drama. My work has now officially oh. mandated mask wear. There we go. I probably, like I said, I'll probably get the email tomorrow. There's the notification right there. Um, okay. Um, so for the best drama for me, I don't consider The Godfather to be a drama, though a lot of people probably do. I would. I'm just going to say fuck it and go with the easy answer. I'm going to say A Star is Born. I saw that on the list, and I was close to saying that as well until I saw or. uh I saw a different Christian Bale movie on the list, and it reminded me of The Big Short, which is why I picked that. But solid pick there too. Uh, and then here's your surprise category that I'm going to throw at you because I'll put uh, I'll literally put surprise down on my list here. I'm going to tell you what it is: black and white movie. What's your favorite black and white movie, or what's your pick for your draft? And mine is easily. I'm going to give you no time to think about it. Casablanca. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, mine's going to be Citizen Kane. Citizen okay. Kane, it's the one movie that my film, like I came away from my film class actually really liking. Um, and I think Citizen Kane is, pr I think most people would probably agree it's one of the greatest movies that's ever made. Like I'm sure if you look at a lot of the lists that are out there, it's probably in the top three of most of them. Oh, damn. That's a solid one from Kyle, too. The Who Framed, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a I forgot about solid that. animated movie. I forgot about that. There's good a pick. lot of solid runner-ups for a lot of these categories. It's a good pick. Like my so like my war runner up for example would probably be Black Hawk Down. I think Black Hawk Down is a great movie. I feel like those are the two most common ones you'd probably hear on anybody's list. Is Saving Private probably. Ryan and Black Hawk Down. Okay, so if you're gonna make me so like if I were to go outside of that though, 
Um, if I'm thinking of war movie, what's oh why am I uh, we were Dunkirk. soldiers. We Dunkirk's were soldiers good. is good. Dunkirk's good. We were we were soldiers. I think is probably up there. Clerks is a solid comedy. Or if you're calling that your black and white category, that's also a solid choice. Yeah, which is pretty good. Um, for comedy, you could also go. I, comedy. There's a million different routes you could go. I mean, you could go like traditional comedy, like look a little more old school and go like with some of the early Adam Sandler movies that were really good. You could go like more like modern raunchy comedy and go like Tropic Thunder or Dodgeball. Like there's, I think there's so many good comedy picks, but I think we have a solid list here. We are going to post this on Twitter. That was a good topic. I like that. Thank you. That was a good one. Um, We are going to post this on Twitter and let everybody vote and decide who you think won the draft. I would anticipate this segment in some way, shape, or form being a recurring segment when we have guests in the future. So just keep that in mind. You may see other drafts occur from us. Um, not giving any hints, wink, wink, but you might see it. So, Kyle, it's right. over to you. I saw you finished your beer, so why don't you give us a score I did on that a one? while ago, which has actually been hurting me because I've been waiting for this topic to get over because we have to rate these beers before I crack the new one. So is that your first beer still? Are you going to chug it? Oh, okay. Bro, it's like 12%. It's... Good for you. This was actually super drinkable, and I actually really enjoyed this. So it was uh, it was pretty easy for me to crush that one. I'm going to give this one an ooh, 7.9. I, I heard it there. 7.9. I heard you start to go there. And I, I, almost, was like... I almost crested in the 8 category, but I don't think it's quite there. It is good. I think it's debatably better than Blue Moon. Uh, I haven't had a Blue Moon in a while. I'd have to have them side by side, but I'd, I'd say this, is, this was pretty damn good, and I was happy to enjoy that as opposed to some of the ones that i've had recently in the stout category or really the porter category but the second one for me is going to be that brewery that strawberry blonde you can see the image of this one also on our instagram where i posted it with the sneak peek there of all the beers that i bought at total wine shout out to total wine love you oh man mine i'm i'm at like the same rating point with my beer that you were and i'm debating on which side i give it to and I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna jump into the eights on this one and go eight one. You know, I figured, I figured you would after you said that because I feel like you're much more lenient on, on getting into that area than I am. I, this, I don't give. If you like category. sweet stouts, like dessert stouts, I think this is like the quintessential. It's not over the top. It's not like I've had some that are almost like too sweet, and then there's a bunch that like the flavor just isn't there. It's super dull. I think the maple and honey balances really well with like the darker notes that you traditionally get out of a stout here. So I would give this. A very solid 8.1. Um, I don't think I have a problem with sweet stouts by any stretch. I just don't have them really available in my area. I think you do. At least not in individuals. I think you do. I think just going to Total Wine limits your selection. I think if you went to a more traditional like bottle shop, I think you'd find I don't know that lot. I have one of those. I'm, they, find out if there's I'm, one. I'm literally looking up for you now. Um, <laughs> Total Wine's great because you can get a lot of different, and it is a lot of local beer, so I get a lot of Arizona stuff that I can try, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. but while you're looking that up we've done our ratings i'm ready to dive into this next beer and also our next topic let's get after it my friend which is a debate as old as time and the reason that i picked it is because i know we're going to be on opposite sides of this debate which is rare because we think a lot alike so we do think a lot alike uh i picked this one also because i used to be on your side of this debate and i have since in my later adult life changed my stance I'm interested that now that you already know where I stand on it. Dogs versus cats. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you're definitely a, a cat person as we see you pick up your cat in the last few podcasts. Yep. Um, I'm definitely team dog. Um, but that's not to say that I don't like cats. I am just admittedly very, very allergic to them. And that is the only reason I don't have cats and dogs. Well, fair. But that being said, I know you're a dog person. I'm very much a and dog person. And I am person. truly a... It's kind of like how I feel about children, where I'm happy to be around them if they're somebody else's, but I don't want my own. And I, Yeah, I can get that. The It's weird, too, because up until three or four years ago, that was not true. I was actively wanting to get another dog. I grew up with dogs. I've always had dogs in my life for the first 18, 19 years of my life. Actually, even longer than that, because my college roommate had one, too, so... I've been around dogs essentially my entire life, and I, I never liked cats at all growing up. And in fact, when I first met my wife, I walked into her house, saw all the cats that they had, and I was not about it in any way, shape, or form. And so, but now me, I have sense Me, when I found out that Jess had a cat when I met her. Yeah, I bet. But in order to make this debate fruitful, I want you to give me your cat versus or your dog versus cat argument in terms of in favor of dogs and i will give you some cat over dog arguments and we'll see who wins the debate carly can hear my dogs playing in the background yes they're they're playing they are just very vocal when they decide to play um and of course they only play when people are home so jess came home from the barn tonight and uh now the dogs are playing because they are show-offs um, but for me, my reasons for preferring dogs to cats is one, I feel like with dogs, you get more of an insight into their personality a little bit more. Cats can definitely have their own personality and I've experienced the personalities of a lot of different cats. Um, but to me, dogs, especially the dogs that I advocate for. So working for a dog rescue, I see dogs that have truly been through some shit. And to see dogs that have been abused and dogs that have been mistreated and dogs that have been, you know, bait dogs or used as fighting dogs or dogs that have been bred for litters upon litters upon litters, for them to still be able to come out of everything with the personalities that many of them do, I think it really goes to show like how good the, the souls of dogs are to not sound as hippie as possible. But like dogs to me just have really great souls. And even like even quote unquote aggressive dogs, they can be worked with and you can get them into situations where they are able to be around other dogs and other people and not share the same aggressive behaviors that you used to see uh, out of them. And that that's my big reason. With cats, I feel they're very much, I don't know, I don't want to say all cats are similar, but all cats are somewhat similar you know it's so very the, the funny thing about you saying that is i truly do think that i would have the same standpoint as you uh on both of those points until around five years ago because i don't agree with that at all anymore i think cats are so very different in fact i have two of them and they couldn't be more different i have I'm, one I'm not that's very that similar they... to a dog and one that is like so definition of a cat that it's just so interesting to hear the um, to see the different personalities amongst the two of them. So I think that is absolutely not true. I, I'm not saying that cats don't have different personalities. Like even just the few, the cats that I've been around have had wildly different personalities. I think dogs just express their personalities a little bit more than cats do. Oh, I just totally don't agree. And I think 
But I think, but like here, I said, I so totally here's my argument though. If I meet a very friendly dog, <laughs> I'm going to meet a very friendly dog. That dog is going to be friendly to me. It's going to be friendly to Jess. It's going to be friendly to my brothers. It's going to be friendly to my parents. Whereas like with cats, like it took your cats a few days to warm up to me. Like it took them to get used to me a little bit before they were like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with Jake. I think that is not totally true either. I do agree that most often if you meet a dog that is uh, friendly, it'll probably be pretty universally friendly, but that is not always true. There are exceptions to that too. Yeah, I've I mean, definitely it's definitely not. It took some time to warm it's up. not like entirely there, but it's... Mm -hmm. That, that's my experience. And I admittedly have much more experience with dogs than I do cats. And I think that's that's going to be the main like difference between the two of us is you've been around cats a lot more than I have. Well, and yes, but true like true to the, the facts here, like my, my exposure to cats is actually pretty small because I've had my two cats now for the entire time that uh, my wife and I have been together, which is rapidly approaching a decade. <laughs> and... So, but then her roommates in college as well. So I was around all of their cats, which um, I would say still her cats are definitely my favorite. But, and as Carly just said, it is an honor to be chosen as a friend by a cat because cats are a little more particular. And I will agree with you on that. And I will concede that a little bit. But uh, the other thing to counter your point too, before I get into some of my own points, is that I think you can find the same thing for a cat in like a shelter that a cat has been hard, through hard times, not necessarily like a cat fight you know, like a fighting yeah. cat or whatever, but you can see traumatized animals no, uh, that are also... No, 1,000%. We, Jess and I used to go to the animal shelter in Aurora here quite frequently, and we would spend time with the cats as well, just because we do know that there are tons of cats out there that are neglected. There are tons of cats that are out there that are abused, and, you know, I, I think that's nothing to take lightly, but it, like you're saying, there's a different level to it. Like, dogs are literally, like, there's fighting dogs and there's bait dogs. There are dogs that are... Literal existence are to piss off other dogs to so they yeah. fight better like and you like you're saying you just don't see that with cats that often like you hear the term cat fight but it's like that's oh, what it is like occasionally cats just get feisty whereas like dogs are literally used as bait and like for gambling purposes and it's just a different level well the one thing that i will i'll truly say too about cats is that on your personality side of the thing is that i think it takes a little bit longer to get to the personality of a cat like i think um as a cat grows on you and grows more mm -hmm. accustomed to you being around they expose their personality more and more to you because it's taken even for for our male cat it's taken him six years to really start getting like a fully like unique personality with me mm -hmm. he's always been very uh unique with with carly but for me he he didn't he was always kind of he was completely fine with being around me and like he liked to get scratched by me or whatever but he really got like specific personality traits associated with me over time which i think is pretty unique to cats as well like dogs i think you get to know their personality pretty quickly and then their personality is their personality but i think very uniquely to cats that it is like person to person their personality traits can be very different yes and no so i will slightly concede because i do see where you're coming from but also like one of our dogs is the perfect example in that she craves human attention, but only from the humans that she trusts. So like she loves Jess and I, she loves my mom. She loves my dad. That's it. Like other people, if they're the only person around, she will kind of let them be like near her. But otherwise, like we can't have people in our apartment that haven't met my dog before. My dog will sit there and bark at them. Never aggressively, but just like we'll sit there and just be like, roo, 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 
That sounds like a fantastic downside to having a dog. Yeah, barking <laughs> barking is the biggest downside of owning a dog. I think I and I would I've said it a million times. If I had a dog, if I had the choice between a dog that barked nonstop or a dog that bit me once a day, I'll take the bites. The bites are not nowhere near as bad as a dog that won't shut up. So I will definitely concede that barking is the absolute worst part of the dog. Plus side to a dog over a cat, they shit and piss outside. So I don't ever have to deal with smelling a litter box or changing a litter box. Yeah, but that being said, the counterpoint to that, very easy to make, is dogs take some massive stinky ass fucking wet shits. And if you're out walking a dog, you have to pick that shit up anyway. And that is doing like a bag in hand. At least with a cat, you're using some sort of like scooping device where yeah it can stink but at least i'm not fucking putting my hands on a big ass turd but it's not in my house it's not even even when you get rid of the the litter it still kind of lingers for a little bit whereas the poop is completely outside with dogs unless they have an accident and i don't have to deal with it if i want to just be be that asshole and just leave it i can there's nothing forcing me to ever have to deal with it if i don't want to just not being a shitty person yeah just not like function obviously but like with cats, like, they're going to go into the litter box unless you're one of those wild people who teaches your cat how to use the actual toilet. We like tried some to do that, by done. the way. It didn't work, but we tried. I, I respect you for trying. But massive upside to dogs is that if you train them well, they never go to the bathroom inside your house. That's true. Uh, but cats are very instinctually just intelligent, and they know where to poop, which is actually pretty impressive. That, that is like, impressive. Oh, litter, I, poop. I, I will give them that. That is impressive. I'm going to give specific examples of the personality, though, before we get too far beyond that, because I will have to point... I just want to point this one out. So, like, the true uniqueness of the personality that I was referring to is, like, our male cat, right? Every single night, he walks up to me and just sits on my chest the second I get in bed. He doesn't do that to Carly. That is just to me. And it yeah. is a u- unique personality trait that he's adapted to me, where he just wants to get scratched by me before I go to bed. With her, he wants to be picked up upside down by her. He loves it and just like walks around. Like he loves and if I do that, he doesn't really like it. So it's it's very unique to her. Right. So like cats have a ton of personality, but they it is individually unique in most circumstances, I will say. Okay. Our other cat is a little bit less true. Like she's pretty much the same in terms of her traits with both of us, but at least for him it is very very specific to the person, which is pretty pretty interesting. That being said, cats huge positive in the cat category, low maintenance. Yeah. So true. low maintenance, which Very true. Carly to to her credit does a lot more of the actual maintenance that is required than I do, so there is that to be said as well, so it's definitely low maintenance for me. But like for example, we never have to pay for like a cat sitter if we're not going for more than a couple days. We can just leave them a little extra food, make sure their litter box is clean. We usually give them a second litter box just so they can definitely have clean litter and some extra water and then you just leave. You don't have to pay somebody. It's nice to have somebody come in and check on, in on them, but you don't have to have that done. It is obviously nice to try to get someone to socialize with your animals while you're gone, but it's not required as opposed to dogs, which need to be let out. Yeah, we have a, to a find a pet sitter anytime yep. we do anything. Which can be very so. expensive. Unless yep. you have family that will do it. That's where I've been lucky in that I do have family that will do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we can go back and forth with, with different reasons and, until we're blue in the face. There's, there's definitely positives to both breeds. I think cats are amazing creatures. I think they're beautiful. I would like them a lot more if they did not make it and make me unable to breathe. Or if they, you know, when they hang out with me, I don't break out in hives. Like, that'd be cool too. But I, I will admit, maybe I'm growing out of that because I didn't really react to your cats when I was there. 
So maybe I'm adapting to it as I get older a little bit. I don't know. Because I feel like you're trying to escape this topic a little bit, I have to throw out one more thing, which is a big negative. Which is interesting because I didn't really... I don't think I ever had a problem with it until I was away from dogs for an extended period of time and partially because it was pointed out to me. But the smell of a wet dog is fucking gross. I don't mind wet dog. It grosses me out. And I think it never really truly bothered me, like I said, until I was separated from it for a long time. And then now, like, certain things smell like wet dog, and it grosses me the fuck out. So I think the dogs that smell like wet dog are just dogs that the owners already don't, like, regularly bathe their animals. And that could be true. Like, when I, have a, when I have a cats. wet dog, when I have a wet dog, it's because I bathe the dog, and it smells like fucking vanilla and oats. Like, it smells... Cats bathe themselves. Low maintenance. Do they, though? Do they really? They truly do, I know, actually. I know they do. I know they, they don't do. don't stink. But, yeah. I'm sure there are cats will... that out, out there that probably do stink. But yeah. But most like, of them are good at bathing themselves in the stink. Maybe, I'm, Jess and I are also <laughs> in the minority here, probably, that we love the smell of, like, puppy breath. Like, just that little, like, little dog smell. I think it smell, simultaneously like... grosses me the fuck out, and it also is like, oh, that's kind of cute at the yeah. same time. I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. But... That is a truly unique experience to dogs, where it's yeah. like, oh, but all right, that's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, you're like, your breath smells like fish, but, like, it's kind of nice. It's fucking, yeah, that is weird. Yeah. That's that's. I, th- weird I think animals as a whole uh, are very endearing. Um, I think you and I uh, both agree that animals in general are great. People should be pet owners if you are financially responsible and physically responsible enough to take care of those animals and uh i will get on get on my soapbox here and say adopt don't shop i was gonna say i was gonna soapbox a second too which you could almost have an entire topic about this but sincerely do your research before you get a pet and make sure you're prepared for that because with my specifically with my line of work there are constantly 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 people excuse me sorry uh, people posting about how they're like, oh, um, need to rehome my one-year-old dog. Need to rehome my six-month-old dog. Oh, I'm about to move, and I've had this dog for three years, but you know it's too inconvenient for me to move with it, so I'm just going to give it away. It's like, you are horrible people. Yeah. And I say that in the utmost sincerity, in like the meanest way that I possibly can. You are a shitty person if you don't think ahead about it, and you're just like, oh, I want my pa- my kids to have a pet, and I'm going to go pick it up, and then you fucking give it away because you're... For what, I don't even care. Whatever your, the fucking reason is, if you're a bad trainer of that animal or whatever, and like you're like, oh well, it's not trained. It's like that's your fault. You chose to get a dog or and then not take care of it. I see it more often with the dogs than anything else. So it's just frustrating to see that all the time. And I think I, I think you should have pets. I think they're fantastic. It is absolutely an asset to your life. That being said, do your research, figure out what's within your capability, and. and put some thought into it before you get a pet because you don't want to be the one that abandons it to a shelter just because you were a fucking dickhead to very briefly be on a soapbox here as somebody who i volunteer for a dog rescue my wife does way more work for the rescue as an adoption counselor than i do as a co-adoption counselor which really means like i register a microchip here and there um but when we hear stories of people who they get a dog and they are told exactly, this is experienced directly from us. They're told exactly how this dog is going to act. This dog is going to be very high energy. This dog is going to be lazy. It doesn't like going on walks. This dog is going to 
cause havoc in your house if you do not train this dog. Make sure if you get this dog, you are prepared for the fact that this is an only dog. It does not get along with other dogs. People who just blatantly ignore that advice are the absolute worst people in the entire world. You are giving this dog hope that it doesn't otherwise have to be happy and be in a home and just be somewhere where it can just enjoy itself. There's been so many times where Jess and I have had to, these dogs have been adopted. Jess, when she adopts dogs out, makes them sound worse than they are. She would rather scare a person out of a dog than undersell the quote unquote problems oversell. that no uh, under she would rather problems. yeah she would rather she would no <clears throat> she would rather oversell the problem she would rather be like this is this dog is aggressive this dog has shown aggressive tendencies in the past this dog doesn't like other dogs this dog has so much energy you think you're going to tire this dog out and it's never going to happen we have scared people out of dogs and they're like i'm ready to take this responsibility on and i'm ready to work with this dog and then a week later we're going to pick that dog up because yep. they can't handle it, they can't deal with it, blah, blah, blah. We had a dog up until recently who went through three different fosters. We told every single one of those fosters that this dog is extremely high energy. This dog will require a lot of effort and a lot of focus. And it got to the point where people were like, I'm just going to keep him in my basement tied to a pole so he can run around in circles. Like, that's no fucking life for a dog to live, especially when you're trying to volunteer to help this dog out. Like, that's why we ended up with the dog. It got to the Dude, point if you where... you don't have a massive yard to run that dog or if you're not going to personally take them out and run them you should have you have no business exactly that dog. this this person knew exactly what they were getting into and still just weren't prepared for it in any way shape or form and that's the the reason that i ended up with the dog i i just i said i will foster the dog bring him to me and i will take care of him because it's better than him sitting in your basement for another three weeks until he can get adopted like like kyle's saying do your research and if you commit to being the owner of a dog i will be the first person to admit there are some situations that people just cannot predict for and cannot handle. If you adopt a dog, then all of a sudden you get cancer and you can't take care of that dog. That is a 100% understandable situation where I can get that it's yeah. not in the dog's best interest to be in your possession anymore. But if you are a person who gets a dog and then you are going to move and you say you pick a, an apartment or a house to live in that you can't have a dog with you, you are making that choice to abandon that dog for a second time and that doesn't that will never sit right with me and if you tell me you're doing that i will never look at you the same yeah it is we've got we know some people like personally know some people that we are just it does change your opinion of somebody when you see that happen it is pretty fucked up in my opinion like carly and i have gone back and forth for literally the better part of maybe maybe even five years i was gonna say three but um like hey we kind of want a dog hey we kind of want a dog hey we kind of want a dog but we haven't committed to that because we're not it's not that I would ever get rid of an animal, but I just understand what level of commitment that right. that dog is, which is why I have chosen not to do it. I would never get a dog and go, oh, this is too much. I'm going to get rid of it. I know what I'm getting myself into, and I am not yet prepared for that, so I haven't done it. Yeah, and that is a 100% fully responsible decision that y'all have made. But there are too many people out there that ignore the responsibility of wanting a pet, and they want to own it because they view it as an accessory. And those people suck. If you're one of those people listening to yeah. this, yeah, I'm talking about you. Like I said, I truly mean that in the worst way possible. Like, you you suck. Yeah, you are a garbage human being. I will flat out say that. But, all right, man, we've hit the debate. I think Cats won, uh, so we can kind of press on from there. I'll and... say, <laughs> I'll let you say Cats won, but it's dogs. <laughs> 
All right, man. I haven't finished my beer, but I am prepared to give it a ranking. If you are going to crack a second one, I don't know where you sit on your beer scale, but I'm I'm a, I'm going to I'm going to cool it for tonight just cuz I know I've got a lot of I'm drinking ahead cool. of me. I have got a lot this of This man tweets out, me. "I need to drink. I've had a terrible week." And then he hits his one beer. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm opening a second beer. Um, this is a Abita Brewing. It's their Amber Lager. I like Abita. That's probably going to be pretty good. I've never had it. Never even Never had a single Abita? Nope. That's interesting. I've had a couple now. They somebody recommended to us recently. They have a strawberry beer. I can't remember who recommended that. Whoever it is, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I forgot who you are, but thank you for recommending it. It was okay in my opinion. Just kidding. I just remembered. Uh, um, but anyway, thank you for recommending that. It was good to try once. It wasn't for me, uh, but I have had other abitas that were pretty good. So um, anyway, I will give this beer, that strawberry blonde, a 6.4. It is significantly less enjoyable than my last beer, but it's it's still drinkable if you like, um, you know, a wheat beer. So not too terrible, but I like my other one better. Makes sense to me. All right. So we are going to go on to my second topic here. I, I'm hyping it up as if I have some, like, grandiose topic that's going to, like, change the way that we all view life or anything like that. No, it's super basic. Um, I want to know what are a few things that you wish – Nah, nah, let's not do that one. I had a, I had a topic in mind. <laughs> ah, damn it. What do I want to do? I'm going to put you on your toes. Now you don't know what to talk about. You are. You kind of stole my thunder. I was going to do a topic on dogs this week, but kind of ripped that one out from under my uh, my feet. Well, if it's dog specific and it's something different, we can still talk about it. But... It's not very specific. It's not too far off what you talked about. Um, okay. Not giving you any help. You gotta just sit through the awkwardness now and figure out what you're gonna talk about. Thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode <laughs> of Two Average Husbands. Um, all right. So, what are some uh, what are some hobbies that you think you could be interested? Like you think you would enjoy doing, but you haven't taken the initiative to actually start skydiving. That was fast. I have wanted to skydive my entire life. I've never taken the plunge. I always have wanted to go. I think it'd be incredibly fun. I can't imagine the thrill that you get from that experience. I want to do it so bad, but I've never pulled the trigger. That Okay, you answered that surprisingly quickly. Um, That's an easy one for me. That is that is my number one for sure of all time, a hobby that I feel like I would truly enjoy, but I've just never done it. All right, we'll do three hobbies to make you uh, talk a little bit more for this topic so we don't end the episode in two minutes. Um, one hobby that I've always wanted to get into, but I've never taken the initiative, is um, the world of like building technology. Like I've built a computer, I've assembled a keyboard, but I've never taken the step to like learn how to solder, learn why things work the way that they do. Like I've never built like RC cars or like remote control planes or. You know, I've never taken that step where, like, yeah. I, I've kind of ended it at, like, big electronics, but I've never taken the initiative to, like, continue it past that. Even though I have a yeah. very huge – like, keyboards, you know. You know probably yeah. better than anybody how obsessed I get over keyboards. Do and indeed. I haven't ever bought a soldering gun. I've never built a computer from scratch. I've used, like, pre-built, like, hot swappable PCBs. It's just something that I've been afraid to get into because I know that I'm going to fuck it up, and I don't want to waste my money fucking something up. Yeah. I can buy that. Um, 
I think that's a pretty good one as well. I think I have, and on those same lines, I will, I'm going to say this one, even though technically I'm kind of doing it right now uh, by going back to school, and that's coding. I have always thought that it was really impressive uh, that people could, like, the. I'm kind of always one of those people that is, like, craved the how does it work? Like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. How is that even possible? Um, and coding is one of them. Like, how does a computer literally do what it does? And, but most of the times I don't pull the trigger on it. I'm like, man, that's incredible. How does that work? And then I just don't actually like go any farther into it. And I finally have now tipped the scale and I've, I've gone towards the, I want to know more about coding and how that works, which is why I'm now going to school for that. But at the same time, I do wish that I didn't feel the need to get the piece of paper to, to enter that workforce or that, that, um, career field. Because I think if I did it as like a hobby, like more, like honestly as a hobby, and I took the time to do maybe some like boot camps instead of like going to a formal school, that I would probably enjoy it more, and I would find it more to be something that I would fuck around with and do in my free time a little bit more than just homework. Because I think in general I just don't really like school, and so for me homework makes me dread the topic a little bit, even almost. Yeah. Some of it I still enjoy, and like I have some fun writing some code and everything like that right now, but. For the most part, I think if I did it purely as a hobby rather than like a degree aspiration that I would enjoy it more. But right. coding is definitely one of the ones that I, that for sure for me is a, I really want to know how to do that and I would like to do it as a hobby. But we'll see how it ends up changing after I finish school for this because maybe I will just like be like, fucking A, school just completely ruined my opinion of this. I don't know. I just thought of something at the end of R3. I'm going to add a couple other things that we're going to talk about that kind of relate to hobbies. Um, <laughs> okay. It'll make more sense when I talk about it in a second. But um, so the second hobby for me has been cars. I'm like yeah. very much a car guy, but I've never like taken the steps to be like, like the people who I know who buy cars and they modify them and they, they build them up the way that they want them. Like I've never really done that. Like I lifted my truck when I bought it. I put new tires on my pickup truck when I had it. Like that was really it. I've, I've changed like the stereos out of a couple cars, but like I've never gone like fully deep into like modding cars. Like I've had aspirations of like, I would take this car body, I would put these wheels on it, I would put this body kit on it, I would put this engine in it, but I've never taken the steps to do that, even on just like a cheap level. The like fact that you just said body kit makes me feel like you're stuck in 2001. Need for Speed Underground, baby. Hey man, some of that shit's sick. Anyways, <laughs> but like I've never like, I've always been super fascinated by cars and I love talking about cars and you know, I'm the guy who like, if you tell me that you like, if we're going to hang out, like if I came to visit you and you were like, Hey, for one of those days, like I was actually thinking about going and buying a car. I'd be so in, I'd be like doing all of the research on the car models you were interested in. And like, like my, for my birthday in 2020, we spent it buying Jess a car. Like that's how into cars I am. But it's just like I've never taken the step to like be a car guy. I did more so when I was in high school. I was into it and I would I did more than just general maintenance on vehicles. Like I did a little bit more, but I truly never really got into that either. The big thing about being a car guy per se is that it is incredibly expensive. And on top of just the the expense, it is if you want to be like a self-taught, like via fucking YouTube videos, it's very easy for you to fuck something up and then it becomes a lot more difficult. I had kind of a, a beater car that I was, I just absolutely destroyed and it needed new piston rings. And I was like, I'm going to take on the challenge and I'm going to do it by myself. 
Well, then the car sat in my garage with the engine completely taken apart for like four months, and I ended up just selling the shell. <laughs> and so it was. Uh, it's difficult. It's not. It's not an easy one. But yeah, I agree with you that that is that is definitely one a good hobby. And see, like I do have experience working on cars. I did take an auto shop class in high school where we actually mm-hmm. did work on cars. But it's like I've never built a car to be my own. Like the closest thing I've done to like upgrading a car, like to making a car what I want it to be is like I bought new wheels for the car. So Get the I, cassette I got... tape that turns it into something that plays on your phone. Get that well, mod. <laughs> I, I didn't even that was never really a mod like when i was in high school i had a, i had a car with a cassette player and i bought one of those things but like i did like replace the head unit on my pickup truck like that was yeah. but also it was like the if you ever do any research on it, it like a 99 silverado it's like the easiest car in the world to change the head unit on you pop off a one layer plastic thing you unplug two plugs you take the head unit you put it in occasionally you, you need say head unit, you're talking about your stereo right yeah okay yeah you it's say like head i'm thinking like the head of the engine but like okay no maybe, yeah. yeah the head unit in the car so it's like it's literally like two plugs and most of the major brands out there sell adapters so it's like pop 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 you're done yeah like it's, it's so easy that like i but like i would love to like actually like take my time and buy the shell of a car specifically a toyota super mark 4 or a gtr r34 um and just like build it from scratch and build it to be the way that i want it to be like i think that'd be a really fun like not necessarily even like a like i could take that and make it like a 10-year project they and actually like, do make car kits where you can no kidding yeah. build a car from scratch which would be pretty incredible to to say that you did but also um, just extremely challenging my dad was uh when we were younger he used to talk about uh getting like a shelby cobra kit car and building and like teaching us not that he knew anything but like teaching us how to build it from scratch the kind of shitty thing too is at the end of it though is like if you get specifically with like Shelby Cobras and shit like that like you get to the end of it and you're like I have a Shelby Cobra but I don't really have a Shelby Cobra. Yeah, you like you have to say you have a kit car. Yeah. Like it's just weird. It's kind of shitty but Yeah, I agree with you man. That's a good one too. I'm trying to think now. I, it's going to be tough for me to come up with a third one and it shouldn't be that hard but I'm just blanking on any sort of additional hobby. That I would want. I, well, I will say, I can generally say, as a hobby per se, I wish that I um, had taken the time to, to learn a an instrument. Because I had a lot of friends growing up that were like in their own little garage bands and shit like that, and I was always pretty envious of them. Um, and I never... Uh, my brothers both have quite a bit of just natural musical talent. They both kind of taught themselves how to play either bass or regular guitar. And I think some drums too, but... I never really felt like I had that, and I never was able to pick up an instrument and just kind of figure it out myself. That's definitely one for me, though. Yeah, um, I'm I'm definitely, like, more in the realm of your brothers, where, like, I taught myself how to play guitar. I had some lessons, but I don't really count them. Like, it was more just, like, teaching me how to read music and stuff like that yeah. than actually, like, teaching me how to play guitar. I know how to play bass. I know how to play drums. Um, music, for me, is, like, it's something that I've always been into, and I would say that music was my – it was the third hobby that I was going to bring up. Cause I've always been decent at like playing other people's music, but I've never taken the dive and like really trying to write my own music. Like I was in a band when I was like 14, it was like a shitty emo band and like we wrote songs, but they were just so like thinking back, they're just so bad. Um, but like, I never really like took, I think I could be a good songwriter. Like I think I could tell a story in a song, but I've never actually taken the steps to do it. 
Yeah. Like, I, I was always a good writer. I've always done well. Like, I've always gotten good grades, like, in school when I've, like, written poetry and stuff like that. But I've never taken the time to, like, really try and craft a song. And especially now, as I've gotten, you know, especially recently, like, I've been listening to a bunch of songwriters who have their own podcasts and, like, hearing how they write songs. I'm like, I could do that. Like, it's yeah. not not to say I could be at their level, but, like, I could write my own music, and I think it could be halfway decent. I can't sing it for shit. But as we covered last week, um, but I like I think I could like legitimately like write a halfway decent song. I do remember this is just a random fun fact, but I in fifth and sixth grade, I played the cornet, a.k.a. essentially the trumpet. And I remember when I was in elementary school, you didn't like I could interpret music and play the notes that I saw, but I didn't know what the notes were. I never really took the time to learn, like, hey, this is a C. I just knew that that symbol meant I played with these fingers, right? Like, I just associated the symbol right. with the the correct, um, you know, finger position or whatever. And so I was able to play notes, but I didn't actually read music. And I remember when I got to middle school, there was the, the very first day of band. The, the warm-up was, like, three notes, and they just, like, wrote the three notes on the chalkboard. And I was the first person to have to go. And I had no idea what the notes were. And so I just played three random notes. <laughs> I was like, eh, maybe he means this. I was completely wrong. And everyone was laughing at me. Super embarrassing. But then I did quickly learn what the notes were associated with. But I've since forgotten all that. But Well, um, I, I do feel like I have some sense of, like, I don't want to say, like, perfect pitch by any means. But, like, some sort of relative pitch. Like, I can tune a guitar by ear. I know what an E is supposed to sound like. I know what an A is supposed to sound like. But, like... If I just hear a note, I'm not like, like if you've ever seen the videos of like Charlie Puth who has perfect pitch, where like he hears anything and he knows what note it is. Hmm. Like I can't do that, but like. I am not like that at all. Yeah. Like if you tell, like I know what a C chord is supposed to sound like if I play it on a guitar. I know what an A chord, I know what an F chord sounds like. I think like even just you saying that, like you kind of know how to interpret music. Like I think you could learn an instrument a lot easier than you realize. The thing to me is like, I don't. And I feel like I'm very, and I always forget which side is which, but I think I'm very left-brained. And, like, my, the creative side of my brain is just, like, dead. Because I have very little natural creativity, in my opinion. And I think part of music, uh, in terms of being able to create and play music, is very creative-brained. And so, for me, I think my brain taught it, or, you know, thought of it more as, like, a puzzle. It's, like, this equals this, and not... Like, hey, that's a right. G chord. It's supposed to sound like this or whatever. It was just literally like note equals finger. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I never yeah. really. But I was, mean, you it was can, weird. You can learn how to play like guitar specifically. Like you can learn that like this finger structure makes this noise. This means this noise. And you can like use that to write a song just off of basic scales. Sure. And like if you really think about it, like the saying like you need to know three chords how to, to play like most songs that are out there. Like it's not too far off. If you know a couple chords... People have said that to me before. They're like, oh, I could probably teach you how to play guitar. And like at this point, I'm just not... I don't have the time. I could probably <laughs> teach you how to play guitar. And it'd be a lot is, easier uh, than you think. But like, if you learn like the basic chords, like you can play along with a lot of music if it's out there. Um, and that's one thing that I've actually recently been thinking about doing is like delving more into it. Like I sold both of my guitars. I had an electric and an acoustic guitar when I was younger, and I sold both of them as I got older just to like finance life. And I've been thinking about, like, recently, like, going, like, actually, like, buying a, an instrument again and, like, taking some more time to play it. Because, like, I've owned bass guitars, I've owned drums, I've owned guitars, and just, like, over time, I've just, like, needed money and got rid of them. 
And I think like I'm at a point now where it's like if I really wanted to dive back into it, I think now is probably the time to do it. I don't know. Oh, that's definitely my last one, though. That's my last hobby is learning an instrument. All right. And then the way I want to kind of wrap this topic up is what is one hobby that you are involved in that you think you have the ability to take it to the next level? Hmm. Like what's one thing you are secretly good at that you think you could make a career out of? Dude, the interesting thing that about you saying that, and I think I can make an entire topic out of this truly, is that I I have that has been maybe the biggest conundrum in my entire life is that I feel like I find that I'm okay at quite a few things, but I've never found like the one thing that I feel like I'm truly just either naturally or just you know by you know regard of doing a lot of work really good at and passionate about as well, which has made it very hard for me to make decisions on what I want to do with my career especially in the future going forward because I'm, I'm having those you know conversations and thoughts now about like hey what is what is adult me want to do and I, I don't know and that's why I'm going to school right now for coding and I don't know that I'm ever going to be secretly good at that in fact I think that um, after now uh, you know a full year of school I don't know that it, I'm ever going to be a natural talent at it but I do find that I enjoy it like I said at some level but the, the funny thing I keep saying is I think is after I get the piece of paper, after I get my degree, I feel like I'm just going to go take coding boot camps anyway. Yeah. Because I think they're, they're going to do a better job of teaching me, um, either, well, first of all, more coding languages, but also I feel like school and I and the, and the way they teach um, this kind of topic don't, don't get along, or at least the current school that I'm going to. So um, I think that's, that's something that I could probably go to the next level of. But I just don't know what that looks like for me in the future. So that, that's a tough one for me, for sure. For me, I think it's cooking. Like, I think I could actually be a very talented chef. Like, I, I know how to make dishes and how to make them taste good. The thing that I think holds me back is my palate is very childish, for lack of a yes, better term. Um, can confirm. Yeah, can confirm. He did cook for me for a week. Um like there's just a lot of things that I won't eat so I'll never know how to pair them well with other dishes which like I think would stop me from being like ever like a Michelin star chef or anything like that but at the same time like I know enough about cooking and how to assemble a dish and you know what to put in a dish to make it mesh well together that I can make like very good meals I've, I've made a ton of meals for Jess that I will never eat like just I flat out won't eat half of the ingredients that are in there but I make it for yeah. her and she likes it so I, you know, I think that if I ever grew out of that, and I think I'm starting to like have a more developed palate as I get a little bit older. Like, I had pickles recently. Didn't hate them. Pickles so, are so good. Pickleback shots. Let's go. Hey, maybe next week if you talk me into it. Uh, but like I like so pickles. Like I had Brussels sprouts when I I visited you. So I'd never eaten those before. Like, there's just some things that I think I'm, like, growing out of, and I'm hoping that with that, like, I expand, like, my cooking capabilities a little bit more. I think everybody, just as a side note on this one, should try different foods that they maybe didn't like as a child, because I think your palate truly does mature as you get older. For those people that are, I'm, and I was in the same boat as you, like, I am very picky in my palate, and I think uh, over time, and I think part of it is, like, somebody, um, well, mostly Carly has really forced me to try new things. Yeah. And I have found that a lot of the things that she's had me try, I'm like, oh, I hated this as a kid, or I hated the thought of this even as a kid. But now I'm like, holy shit, that's delicious. Brussels sprouts being a big one. I was never into Brussels sprouts. And then we ordered them one time at an appetizer, as an appetizer when we were doing like an anniversary dinner. And I was like, holy shit, it's delicious. Ever since then, yeah. I love, love them. So. I, think, I think 
forcing not forcing people to eat different things but like encouraging people to try different things like we were at this restaurant by us that does very inspired tacos for last lack of a better term like they're very niche ways that they put them together but like if i look at the ingredients that were on what i ate there is zero percent chance that i would ever order that in my entire life yeah but when my friend was like eat this taco i can't eat it and i was like i'm not gonna do it she's like no you're, you're gonna eat this and i was like i'm actually really enjoying what i'm eating right now and there was like mm. coleslaw and a bunch of shit on it that i would never eat in my entire life there was like coleslaw some like teriyaki aioli thing that was going on it was like a kind of like an asian mexican blended taco for again lack of a better term but it was delicious and that's like one thing that i've noticed is like being just being more willing to try different foods like if i go into it with more of an open mind that i i find that i do enjoy it a little bit more kyle coming at it with a an interesting take too with a taste buds supposedly changing every seven years i didn't know that uh but that doesn't surprise me i do think that it, you like i said you adapt I feel like I just became more of an adult with my palate over time because there's nothing Same. like that I used to like that I don't like anymore other than like some really artificial flavors that really bother me now. Like the fucking, I think we've talked about this before, but those like jugs of juice. I think they were yeah. really just called like hugs. jugs. Hugs. Hugs, whatever. But yeah, those, like I find those to be disgusting now. I had one as an adult. I was like, oh my God, that's Same. terrible. I, I'll still um, drink them because nostalgia, but. But yeah, yeah, either way, I think I think you you grow in into more foods as opposed to becoming more restrictive over time. Maybe that's not true for everybody. I, I think know. it's like I think it's a blend because like when I was younger, like my parents have told me stories of like me drinking pickle juice out of the jar and just like thoroughly enjoying it. And I then it was like for true. most of, for like most of my life that I remember. So from like probably ages like seven until very very recently, like even just vinegar in general like turned me off like completely to a dish and i would gag if i even smelled it to the point now where it's like if i notice vinegar like or like a vinegar base of anything that i eat like it's not as off-putting as it once was it's funny because regular vinegar and like balsamic vinegar don't bother me but apple cider vinegar makes me want to throw up apple cider vinegar is disgusting but anyway did you have another offshoot of this topic or was that it no that was it for me i just right, i was we were talking about it and i was like let me add this last part onto it but right, yeah no it's good it's a good topic. Uh, I think you had a couple of really good ones today. I really liked the draft. That was we, fun. We both had some some banger topics this week, I must say. Banger. Not not to brag, but to brag a little bit. But all right, man. That I think that's going to wrap it up. So for everybody out there that doesn't already, please look us up on the social medias. Uh, not that we ever think we're going to be famous. Jake does. I probably don't. But either way, uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at number two ABG husbands. So you can check us out there. Um, we're a lot more active on Twitter than Instagram, mostly because we don't live together and it's a lot harder for us to actually like get pictures posted together. So I try to post as much as I can from the Instagram account, but definitely I'll, I'll look try, us up on, I'll try and get better at posting on the Instagram. Account. We are more active on Twitter for sure. So, so check us out on Twitter uh, and Instagram as well. And then we're on Facebook too. And we are on Apple and Spotify uh, for the podcast as well as obviously if you're watching this, you're seeing it live on YouTube. So check us out all over the place. Uh, give us some likes, some thumbs up, thumbs up. You can find us personally on Twitter with our handles that are uh, posted on the episode here. So Jake is Jake Perry 34 and I am Kyle and Herson spelled out. So come check us out on Twitter as well on the personal accounts. And we will be happy to see you there as well as here on the podcast. But thanks again for joining us. It's been another great episode. Jake, you can close this one out. 
Thank you, sir. I do want to thank everybody out there. We've broken 250 unique listens, which is something that we are super proud of for a small little podcast of two idiots who have a couple beers every week. Uh, but we thank you guys. Each month we seem to be growing and, and gaining more and more traction, even for the, like I said, small little you know fish in the sea that we are. So we do definitely appreciate all of the support that we do get. Like Kyle said, make sure you follow us on social media. Make sure you follow our personal accounts too. Not Kyle as much, but I do post quite frequently on Twitter because I That's get very true. I'm not that active on social media. And I tweet a lot. But Kyle... Uh, keeps our Instagram going, and we will definitely be more active on social media as more people interact with us. So tweet at us, share stuff with us. Uh, if you have topic ideas, send us a DM. See something if you, it's something you would like us to talk about. DM just one of us, though, because th- that's kind of the whole premise is one person brings a surprise topic for the other person. Idea. So yeah. um, We have been throwing any- a lot of polls out there, too, and we'll try to. I might try to throw some polls up prior, too, so we can kind of generate some conversation as opposed to getting it on the after end or you know after we've already spoken about the topic but we'll try to throw some more of those out on twitter as well for everybody to interact with yeah but also real quick we do have a couple guest episodes coming up we might have a guest on with on us with on us with fuck (laughs) it's getting worse every why is this sense so hard with us on next week's episode as well as the week after that waiting on confirmation on that two weeks from now episode but we should have a guest on next week we will have a surprise beverage uh selection next week as well for our video watchers on youtube you see what i'm referring to um but again thank you all for the support and we will see y'all next week peace